this is Kenya, and welcome to my magical cottagecore life. And for those who celebrate, Merry Christmas. I'm sitting in my living room, I'm looking at the dog, the Bubba Joe. Hey Bubba Joe. Hey Bubba Boy. And I'm listening to the fish tank bubble, and just chilling, and I'm thinking to myself, what would be a nice recipe, a simple recipe that would be good for later this week so that people who are pretty much feasted out could have a nice meal or a side, but also not be too heavy. Now dried beans this time of year are something most of us have. Especially if times are tough and we had to hit the food pantry. We're all pretty much grateful for whatever we have. So let's put some of that gratitude into force and use what we have to make a good meal after a very holiday food rich weekend. So open up your big book of stuff. Turn to the section on beans. And we're going to get ready to make something you may not have had in a long time, or maybe never before. Let's get started. Today's episode is sponsored by Doc Dotson at Roden and Fields. Roden Fields is not just makeup. It's not just skincare. It's an entire system. It's a system of people who actually don't just want better for your skin. They want better for you. I have watched as people through this company have enhanced, elevated, and improved their lives and the lives of other people through these products. You know, our skin is one of the first organs we have that we are able to see when we meet other people and when we look in the mirror. Our skin is our first line of defense. And taking care of our skin is not just a cosmetic pursuit, but it's a health pursuit. So I want to thank Doc Dotson for sponsoring today's Christmas episode. Please look up her website. We're going to provide it in the description of this episode. And I also want to thank Kevin McLeod for providing our music today, Christmas Rap from Incompetech. Now let's get back to the show. really like beans. I, I do. I love beans. They are a wonderful protein. They are universal. Almost everyone around the world almost has had some sort of bean. And there's so many kinds of beans. But when it's winter time like this, 
knowing that I have beans in the cabinet that I can reach for at any time, reach for cooking, that's, that's a blessing. So let's talk about one of the beans that you may or may not see very often in the dried form, and that's kidney beans. Now if you're like me and grew up in Detroit, you more than likely have some northern beans on your shelf. But kidney beans, maybe not so much. No, when you go to Randazzo's, you usually pick up the northern beans and the cranberry beans for this time of year. Well, really, northern beans are for all kinds of year, all, all times of year. But the cranberry beans are usually for Christmas time or winter holiday time around the solstice. But kidney beans aren't something that I really got into other than them already being canned. And I grew up eating when I made the red beans and rice. I would substitute kidney beans. And now that I'm older, I know better. Because red beans and kidney beans are not the same bean. But you use what you have when you don't have what you were looking for. So if I were to give someone advice on the best way to choose beans, I would say look for some that are least damaged. Now, usually you find your beans in the city in a plastic bag. And that can be pretty challenging for someone who hasn't bought beans before to see any difference between the different bags of beans. But the first thing I want you to look for is see if the beans have a lot of little fine matter or crumbs or dust at the bottom. Anything that looks like it's kind of left over after being chewed. If you see that in the bag, don't buy those beans. They probably are infested with bugs or have been chewed on by something else. You don't want those. Let that pass you by. The next thing you want to look for, make sure there's nothing that looks like it's opened the bag. You don't want an open bag of beans unless you're buying open beans. That, that's a problem. But let's talk about after we get the beans and we look inside what else we need to do. Once you have those beans, you want to open them up, put them in a pot, and put cold water all over them right away. Because you want to wash them. And you're going to wash them two or three times. Don't put soap in that water. When I say wash your beans, there's no soap involved. You're rubbing them by hand. Not hard, just a swirl to get the dust off because beans are dirty. Food processing plants are dirty. They are close to the earth and the dust, so you want to wash them. Once you've done that a couple times, you want to see if there's only beans in that particular pot. It's not unusual for stones or rocks to be put inside of the bag with beans. This is a mechanical process most of the time. One of the worst things to do is to bite down on a rock expecting a bean and break your tooth. And that's just part of, of natural law that there's going to be 
Some at times that rocks get in with the beads. It's hard to see them. So you want to go sort through there to make sure there's no rocks to make sure everybody's safe. The next thing you want to do is to make sure that there's no malformed, broken, or somehow decayed or compromised beans in that bunch. You know, bugs like to live inside of beans. So you want to make sure that none of them have little holes in them. Because you don't want a little bit of extra. Beans are protein on their own. You don't want any extra protein in your pot. Now, in this particular case, kidney beans are usually just about the same size. So you don't have to do anything strange and try to make sure everything's approximately the same size because usually they are. If you were sorting lima beans, maybe with something like potawatomi beans or any other mixed beans, you need to make sure they're roughly close to size as possible so they all cook along the same time, especially if it's a, a quick cook. Dried beans take a long time to cook, but if you're serving them and you're not cooking them all day, like super long, you want to make sure that you don't have a bean that takes twice as long to cook as, say, maybe a split pea. You wouldn't mix your split pea with your dried northern bean, if you understand what I'm saying. You want everything to be around the same size and everything to have roughly the same amount of cooking time. That's why it's important. I don't believe I would cook a pigeon pea with a scarlet runner that's fresh. It just, it, it wouldn't, you know, wouldn't necessarily go along very pleasantly, if you can understand. Now for this particular recipe, we're not going to make our regular schmegular pot of beans. We're, we're going to make something special. It is the holiday season, and we're going to, to jazz it up a bit. It's going to be nice. I don't want to whine about all the holiday uh, recipes that are going on. Yeah, that's a, a, a little bit of a mom joke, because this recipe is going to have your kidney beans in wine. So I want you to get ready, because you're going to have to take down the ingredients. Now, I know I said I was going to keep it simple, but I didn't say I was going to make it plain. So, if you do not drink wine, this is not necessarily the recipe for you. Also, keep in mind that any kind of thing that has an acid, like a vinegar or an alcohol, can sometimes make beans take a little bit longer to cook. Now, for this recipe... If you eat pork, this is for you because you're going to need about, mm, about a quarter pound or so of bacon, okay? And it's, it's going to be nice because you're going to use it to flavor your food. You're going to need three cups of dry wine, red wine, uh, same amount of water, a couple of cloves of garlic mashed up, some thyme, some parsley. You're going to need about a teaspoon of thyme and... Uh, just about a little bundle of parsley you can throw in. You're going to need two cups of dried red kidney beans. I'm going to soak them so that they're ready to cook. 
and there'll be directions on how long to soak them, but usually you want to soak them overnight. If you don't soak them overnight, you can do a quick soak. But I'm not going to tell you that because I don't want you to do that. I want you to get the full flavor out of this. Definitely going to need that bay leaf. And you're going to need some salt and some pepper. And if you want to put anything else in there, that's on you. But that's, that's not the way to go in this particular recipe. You're also going to need an onion. I don't know if I said about the onion. I need an onion. All right. And this is going to go in the oven. So let's, let's really get this going. So get out your casserole dish. Get out the big one because you're going to need it. Now what I want you to do is something special. I do this in my soups. So I'm, I'm recommending you do it in yours. That little onion, I want you to take it and I want you to put a clove in it. A real clove. And that keeps that clove from moving around. And the onion and the clove together gives any kind of soup or dish a special taste. So I want you to do that. So I want you to put the beans in your casserole dish. Put an onion in there with that clove in it. Uh, some smashed up garlic. I want you to put in the uh, thyme, the parsley, and the bay leaf all together in a tea bag or in maybe like a, a little bitty wrap of cheesecloth. It's up to you. And I want you to put some of the bacon, well, the bacon, and then the water, three cups now, and just as much wine, that red wine. And I want you to bring it to a boiling point. And then you're going to lower it down to low. This you're going to simmer for about two hours. Now understand, the casserole I'm talking about in this particular episode needs to be able to go from the stove top to the oven, okay? Alright, but it's on you. Personally, you can cook this whole thing on top of the stove, but if you don't want to, you can sit it in the oven to finish. Now the thing is, this should be simmering on top of the oven this whole time, on top of the stove. But if you don't have room, or if you prefer to put it in your oven, make sure that the oven is at a temperature that allows your pot, your casserole dish, to simmer for two hours. I usually put that around 400, 450. But it's on you, that's if you're using stoneware. If you're using a regular casserole, Maybe 350, 400. Uh, it depends on your oven. You know how it is. But if it's on the stove, you can just simmer it for two hours. That means it shouldn't be boiling. It should be low. And you're going to let that go until the beans are soft. After that, you're going to take out the herbs and the, and the onion. And you're going to put them to the side. And you're going to compost those in the garden. And don't you fuss at me. You can compost that onion. Don't pay attention to what anybody else tells you. That's good for the earth. Next thing you're gonna do, you're gonna take the bacon out and you're going to take those beans out and you're gonna mix them with some salt and pepper and whatever other flavors you like. You'll put it and slap your mama, that's on you, but make sure it goes with that flavor. Taste it first, taste it twice. Taste it in a larger spoon Put the seasoning on that, see how it tastes before you use it in the main dish. So many dishes get ruined 
adding a little bit too much seasoning to it without testing the taste before they put it in the main dish. And once that's all done, okay, I want you to take that bacon and I want you to fry it up. And then you're gonna chop it up and then you're gonna put it back into the beans. And that's gonna be so good. If you want, you can add a little bit of uh, ham flavoring if you have it. But be careful because you don't want to overpower that taste of the bacon. And that's it. And then you just gonna serve it hot and that'll be ready to go. And this is a recipe that was passed on to me. Now I'm passing it on to you. Now this is a simple meal. Now, now some people would say, well, that's just beans. What is that? That's, that's not something that's a main dish. But believe it or not, beans and bacon are a main dish. I believe you could probably substitute a nice smoked turkey or beef with this, but it will change the flavor. There, there's just the, something that comes from that pork fat. I will not be eating this as I do not eat bacon but I shall make it for my friends. And I think you would like it as well. If time does not do it for you, there are other herbs that you can add. Maybe a bit of, um, personally, summer savory would be mild. I'd recommend winter savory if you like a bit of bite. A nice crusty loaf of bread and some herbed butter, some beans like this. You can sit back, put your feet up by the, the heater, and you can have a good evening sometime this week when you're trying to work off the rest of that holiday food. This will be something simple but filling to keep you warm and not overwhelmed. I love sharing the simple pleasures with my friends. And we're friends, right? I hope your holiday season, especially your Merry Christmas this night, saw joy and love for you. And I hope that love follows you throughout the year. I love you. And I can't even see you. But I know just as I know I'm sitting here, I know you are loved. And whether you believe that comes from somewhere outer or inner, it's still true just the same. So from my home to yours, Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays. And I'll see you next time here on My Magical Cottagecore Life.